Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. back at it we're actually in the studio earlier than usual this week but we have got a full show for you we got a ton of news a lot of stuff with the movies a lot of stuff with with horror movie series coming up uh so we're going to talk a lot about that this week uh also we're going to be discussing the invisible man a lot of news about that and uh got to see it this past weekend at least uh two-thirds of the crew did here and uh you know we got a lot to talk about with that too uh before i can do any of that though I've got a studio full of people you know and love, and I want to introduce them first. So th- the big news this week, now this is bigger than any any horror movie news, anything else. The big news, very, very special news came out this week, and this is 1,000% confirmed. He is the love child of Destiny's Child. He is my co-host, Rich. That's right. I'm not going to even tell you which one is the dad. One of them has a penis. That's all you need to know. I thought that they were all the mom and I thought, the dad. I thought you were going to go for something else. One of them, one of them has the penis, and that's all you need to know. I, I yeah. can tell you that she's married to a very successful man. That's all I know. That's yeah. all you need to know. That's all anybody needs to know. <clears throat> but it's one thousand percent confirmed. One hundred, one thousand, one hundred, one thousand billion. It's one millionth. Concern. It's, it's a, beyond it's one Google. Proven. It's one Google. It's one Google percent proven. Yes, over a hundred percent. So and it's kind of weird because you know three black women had one white child. It's weird. It happens. But it happened. It happens. And here you are. <laughs> all right. And also, he is the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. Welcome back the, to the show, The Professor. Well, hello. Yeah. You know, uh, now that you're back in your tent out back, you just waltz right in when you see us coming in the studio. Yeah. And, I just and here you are. Out. I'm just having a good time. Yeah. Living life. Educating. Yeah. You know, doing what I do. You're teaching your, your, your students out back. Yeah. A group of them just kind of randomly gathered. Yeah. And, and we just, we just kind of you know You're, yeah they they ask questions i have answers it's like it's like in the movie uh the mist you know we had that the the crazy lady that was uh, all religious and little by little she kind of had a little bit of a following and then it got bigger and bigger yeah you're the marsha gay harden of, of horror podcasting yeah no it's true i, I i'm honored to be the marsha gay harden of yeah podcast we're gonna call you professor gay harden pretty soon oh well yeah that's a good title yeah might as well be all right you guys want to talk about some news Absolutely. So I, 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 I got I some news. Just end it I got right some now. news to lead off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember Sci-Fi Horror Fest? We got to sit down with the wonderful Jill Whitlow. Yes. Uh, her agent slash, uh, we got to meet him also. Yeah, Very nice cool Bo- Bobby Heckman. Yeah. He has reached out to me. He is actually doing a project. I, I'm not going to say, I can't say about what project, but he actually uh, wants to come on the show and do an interview. So, oh, sweet. Uh, so in the next few weeks, we'll have him on. I, I'm working it out. I don't have, uh, I don't have an exact date yet. Uh, the week of the 17th through 25th i think is what i just have to find out a good time for both me and him yeah so, i've got uh, some time off from work that week because of march madness so yeah I'm, i should be able to to be a part of it you take off work for march madness every year every year <laughs> every year i don't miss i sit there and watch 12 hours of basketball on thursday 12 more on friday and however many more hours on saturday and sunday 
Excellent. Yeah, I don't even like to watch it anymore. It's it's just <laughs> it's on. just there. So uh, so that's great. I know that he had told us when we met him. You know, we, he got talking with us a little bit and he wanted to do the show. Yeah. So that's so, uh, that's really cool. I'm glad to hear that he's going to so be on. We will be working something out with him in the uh, the future here. It'll be right. by the end of this month. So awesome stuff. Also, yeah. we will be doing a very uh, 8122 Productions while it'll be out coming out for it'll be coming out. I don't know if I how I'm going to label it. Maybe three fatteners. Maybe it's going to be a special anyway. So I don't know. Maybe I'll make a new graphic for it. Uh, we will be sitting. I will be. Uh, well, I won't be sitting down. He'll be at his home and I'll be in the studio. I'll be talking to uh, Mike Ivory, who is one of the uh, writers of the uh, Mortal combat uh encyclopedia from uppercut really? editions i will be doing that this uh wednesday wednesday night so it'll be out either wednesday night or thursday morning it will be up on i might put it on everything just because it's 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 uh, gonna be an awesome copy oh, yeah. have Mortal the, Kombat. I, it's all horror get it on, get it I, on horror i have zone. the i have the uh promo book already i'm uh i will be able to take video and shoot pictures of it uh when it's a nice little hard covered book it's only about 50 pages the actual like uh, a table book yes yeah but the actual the actual uh the actual book will be over 600 pages instead of about an eight pound book but i have the promo book that they're actually pitching to warner brothers this upcoming weekend uh, at Final Combat in Chicago, Illinois. So uh, hopefully that goes well for them. But I will have a special interview with him. I have it slated to do it Wednesday night. So when that happens, it'll be out to the world. Uh, it'll be. I'm actually probably just going to drop it on both 3FN and Horror Zone just so that way everybody gets yeah. to hear it uh, and uh, help out their cause because it's cool. really cool. And I know he wants to talk about some of the horror characters in it because he thinks that they should do an all-horror game coming out of Nether Realms uh, since they do so well and putting them in the Mortal Kombat game. He thinks they should do all of them. Uh, so I'll probably have a little conversation with him about that as well. So there's some big things happening at 8122 Productions. Yeah. And I'll yeah. be able and keep your eyes open to all these social medias because I will be uh, uh, posting pictures and video of the book as soon as I can. I don't think he's allowing me to until they pitch Warner Brothers. So I don't think I can do it till Saturday. But as soon as I can, there will be pictures and videos of the book put up on all our social medias and on, eight, and on 8122Productions. This is an exclusive here. Yeah. I, I, we've been... Uh, we I got the confirmation and everything, but like I said, I've had the book now for because I went down to visit. He's a friend of mine actually, so I went down to visit him and his wife uh, when I was out of town a couple weeks ago, down in the uh, York, Pennsylvania area, and I had the book then, but I wasn't able to post any pictures. I did post a teaser picture. If you go on to uh, the Three Fat Nerds podcast uh, Facebook page, also our Instagram at Three Fat Nerds Pod. I don't know if I put it on Twitter. I don't think I did. Uh, there's a picture that might have the book hidden somewhere in there, like the cover of the book. A uh, little from when I was on vacation. A little Easter egg. A little Easter egg because nice. I wasn't, I'm not allowed to, because I can't take pictures of anything inside the book yet just because obviously they need to pitch it first. Right, yeah. right. And uh, it's published. Well, I got big news too. I yeah. got a big interview coming up. Sure, you didn't know about this. Yeah. So I got an exclusive interview with the professor's mom. Oh, hey, oh, yeah. What's hey. happening? Yeah. I thought you were gonna say a job interview, but no. So, well, so there, there we go. There's well, is for, it as a bag boy? Is for it? The, oh, oh, could it be? It, so, well, as you can a just bag start calling boy, me as, dad. As the, you'll be known as bag boy. I'll be your poppy. <laughs> Well, now that we've gotten all the 8122 production news out of the way, let's get into the other horror news. Uh, we got some big ones. Yeah, we're going to start it off with a big trailer hit this past week, and that would be Candyman. So we talked uh, last week, you know, when we when we recorded, uh, the trailer hadn't hit yet. We just got a quick teaser and got the poster, but now we've seen the official trailer. And I'll tell you, they also played it uh, before uh, The Invisible Man, and to see it on the big screen. Oh, yeah. It, well, it's like the difference me even more than it did. very... It was like seeing the this. difference between the spiral trailer with the bootleg version and then the real version and seeing, it and then seeing it on the big screen as well. And this was the same trailer that we saw online during the week, but just seeing it on the big screen oh, was yeah. impressive. It's and it made, awesome. I am very excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, they didn't give away too much, which is good. Yeah. And it, and uh, it looks like uh, there were some little 
treats uh, for like diehard Clive Barker fans. Even um, there's the drawings they have of Candyman ar- around the the area where it's set and everything. The graffiti of him looks exactly like the original illustrations Clive Barker drew for the short story that he published, The Unforgiven mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, or The Forbidden or something. I forgot the I want to say title. it's The Forbidden. It's yeah. probably The Forbidden. Um, but, it, yeah, Unforgiven, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it looks like his initial drawing for the character, like they really kind of, it looks like they got into it and it looks good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it looks good. I, I like the thing. Uh, still, like, a lot of mystery about what's going on. I mean, we know it's Candyman. It looks more slasher-esque. It looks yeah. like there's going to be a higher body count than oh, any yeah. other yeah. Uh, that, Candyman. The Just, scene in the bathroom with yeah. the girls saying, that that's awesome. Yeah, with the students in the bathroom. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So you know there's going to be a mass murder even. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of cool well, stuff. Well, what a way to take that story, yeah, because, like, in the first one, and it's just kind of like in the one woman's head, you know, yeah, almost. Right. And, now like seeing like what what if it gets and we out, still gotta you know still gotta point out they still haven't shown and they really haven't even confirmed that Tony Todd is gonna be playing him but they they've hinted at it. Well but uh, they we, haven't shown him the only thing we know is Tony Todd's is in the movie. Yeah. We don't know if Tony Todd is being Candyman or not, which was always the question. And I love how they're keeping that they keep teasing. They keep it something. in the back. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. But they but don't he's, say he's in the he, we know he's in the movie because they've confirmed that. But there was another guy that was hired allegedly to play Candyman. So yeah. I don't know. The voice uh, is definitely not Tony Todd's. What if, what if it's, what if we find out that it's kind of something that can be passed along? What yeah. if, what if the original Candyman, Tony Todd ends up, you know, being the hero at the end of the day and coming back and taking out this, you never know what it could be. Could it could be. be a million and a half well, things. You know, and, and there's, and there's so, I just like the fact that they're giving us this te- nice little teaser. It's, it's a little, it's nice. It looks good. It looks crisp. It looks clean. Yeah. It gives you every, uh, all the feels you need you know that they're going more body count so it's a, right. more of a slasher film than the, the predecessors were because uh, especially the original was not a huge slasher film I mean there right. was deaths but not body count wise well and to your yeah, point too about how maybe it can be passed along deaths in that. Oh, I, yeah. I, I've always said that I wasn't a huge fan of the original one I did it's on Netflix so Friday night uh, I, I went back and I watched it and um, there, there's still some things in it that kind of confuse me <laughs> there's just some stuff that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me but at the end of the movie it, it Helen was, comes back as a Candyman yeah, type yeah, person, you know. Yeah. So it, was, it, was it would 90s. make sense. It was the nineties; nothing made sense. Yeah. yeah, but a great score and you know just a creepy atmosphere and everything. Well, really it looks movie, like so. uh, taking the place of Helen is uh, the guy who played um, Black Manus and Aquaman. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, the character in The Watchmen. I won't say anything. Well, else. Helen's uh, supposedly they recast her. Calvin, is somebody going to be it? Calvin in The Watchmen. Yeah, 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 somebody's playing Helen in this movie. And there was a there was an actress in the trailer that kind of looks like her. I don't yeah, know if it's supposed to be her or not. Yeah, there was someone but... that looked like a Virginia Madsen, almost yeah. older version of her. Um, you know, they could go that. Re- it could tie into the original movie. There's there's well, a lot of cool stuff. They said it is going to be a spiritual sequel, whatever that means. We never know what that means. Once but... again, it could mean a lot of things. But yeah. it looks like they're doing something cool and neat. I mean, yeah. I don't want to see again, too much, but I'm I'm in, I'm going to go see it. And again, I always like to point out, I say this all the time, they filmed it where Cabrini Green once stood, which is where the projects the were in the original. Yep. So it's actually filmed on the exact same footprint as the original movie. So I can't wait to see how that's going to play out because those buildings are gone now. There's still the row houses there are there, but um, but it's it's not the same thing, but they filmed it there. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play into it too. Uh, I that's, think it's going to be great. I, I think, think it, it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to be a def- It's a must-see. Produced obviously. by Jordan Peele and who the director, Nia, what's Nia her Nia DaCosta. Name? And what else? did she do uh your mom 
Oh, oh man! Wow. Yeah. Twice. This is what I get. You, you deserve twice this. the professor's mom today. Yeah. You, you, oh. Every time I text him, <laughs> I get something about my mom back. So you're getting it on air. That's right. But um, what I was looking up Nia. We yeah, wanna, I'm not familiar with her work, we, we with wanna, her body We want to be thorough here. Yeah, to jump into the next story, you can come back to that. Yeah, just you can just bring us back later. So, yeah, yeah, go, go. go. Um, so next up, uh, Robert England. Now, he wanted to do another Nightmare on Elm Street and could be Freddy one more time. Then he's too old to do it. Then he wants to do it. Now he's too old to do it. Well, he spoke with Sci-Fi Wire last week and said he'd love to voice Freddy Krueger in an animated film. I would like to see an animated version of Nightmare on Elm Street or, or Freddy Krueger. Or, or I don't care if it's a series or a movie. Yeah. I think it'll be a different uh, take on it. I mean, I, I think that'd be something. It, it would it would be fresh for the horror movie genre or horror series genre as a whole. We don't have a lot of those uh, cartoons where you can point at and go, "Oh, a horror a cartoon." cartoon. Yeah. yeah, like, but make it real horror. I don't want it to be like a kiddie thing. Like, make it really horror, but make it as a cartoon. There like, hasn't been anything like that. I think since like. The Haunted World of El Superbisto. Yeah, pretty much. You know, like I, and that was great too. That's one of Rob yeah. Zombie's high marks, I would say. Yeah. Um, that movie was awesome. A lot of fun, but purely like this is what it feels like when horror comic books come to life, or like it, you know, it's really cool. I think I think you could make a win with that. I really do. Uh, do you have that information on the director? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Little Woods, and I actually heard about this. Um, it's got a ninety-six percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. 74% Metacritic. Uh, two estranged sisters are driven to extremes when their mother dies, leaving them with one week to pay back their mortgage. So it sounds like a pretty realistic drama, um, but I don't know. I've heard great things about it. Um, I wasn't really speaking to my mic, so hopefully you heard No, you heard you. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, Nia DaCosta. So this is her second movie. Um, Jordan Peele probably saw some promise in Little Woods. Probably, and that's nice. Once again, uh, giving uh, a nod to a, a f- an up-and-coming female uh, director yeah. when uh, everybody's complaining about not having the opportunity. Jordan Peele, giving them opportunities, just saying. Absolutely. Uh, so we got a movie, a big sequel coming up. Uh, everybody is, is pretty excited for, uh, but it's been bumped back twice, uh, and that would be Escape Room 2. So originally it was scheduled to come out this April, then it got bumped to August, and now we have uh, an official date of December 30th bump, of this year. Bump, bump, the Escape up. Room 2, bump, The Electric Boogaloo. Or is it Escape bump, Harder? Bump it up. I don't know. Because I, I don't know. Escape Room 2, The Electric Boogaloo, I like it. But Escape Room Escape Room 2, Escape Harder, I don't know. That might be it. Could be. That escape, es- harder escape, is, es- escape Harder. And then I the like sequel better. is Escape Room with a Vengeance. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I think we're under something. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't read too much into those things. Just because it's like now the it's now the it thing in Hollywood to push back movies and push forward movies yeah. and push back movies. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. We had uh, Underwater, which was what two years delayed. Oh wow! I didn't out. realize yeah, that. Yeah, it was two years. It was a two-year delayed film. Even going back, even going back far enough. Good. We were talking. We talked about it on Three Fat Nerds because there was a little conspiracy theory between Willy Wonka and this movie. But Cabin in the Woods. That was like a year and a half pushed back. Yeah, yeah. It was completed. Went, and it was like a year and a half later, and I mean that was a Joss Whedon find, film. Yeah, they couldn't find a. Yeah, they couldn't find how to release it. Or yeah, whatever. nobody yeah. would buy it. That was like, oh, we don't understand. Mind this. you, it turned out to yeah. be one of my favorite movies of the decade. Yeah. I didn't like it when I saw it in the theater, and oh, it grew on me and grew movie. on me and grew on me. I'd love so I, that. I liked it as a comedy. Yeah, I liked it as a comedy, but people were talking comedy. about it like it was the greatest horror movie uh, ever made, and I didn't agree with that. It's a dark comedy. Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford. How about how about Chris Hemsworth before Thor? You know, I love I love those it. guys. Always a win. Use guys. Those, they always, those two. 
They always got in there, though, because Chris Hemsworth was Thor before he shot that movie, but by the time they released it, yeah. he had been Thor already, so yeah. it worked out. Uh, so we got some uh, Lee Wan-El news. We like to talk about him. Uh, he, Blumhouse. Blumhouse has signed Lee Wan-El to a two-year contract to write, produce, and direct for film and television projects. I He's love made how it. Now. He did it. He did I, it. I love how, he, he made it big. I love how all these people are doing year contracts on directors and writers now yeah because i mean jj abrams has a five-year deal with uh warner media flanagan max stuff with flanagan's got the deal with netflix yep uh so like like all these guys are selling year deals not like it used to be you signed project deals like oh yeah, just we're signing you to make five projects for us or three projects for us or whatever whatever the deal or is. even one project <laughs> even one yeah yeah <laughs> now, like... now these guys are like all right we're signing you for two years so as much as we can bleed out of you in two years which which we're realistically you dry well seriously realistically with some of these production companies or individuals in this case like how much can he really get done in that time maybe three projects yeah. depending upon the size of the project maybe three and oh, you'll two years, see you'll which is see. I, i'm sure it'll be good i'm sure you know whatever or it could be bad who knows yeah. i mean on the end of jj abrams at five years you're looking at some especially with something like hbo max and it's not just jj it's bad robot as a whole yeah so you probably are going to get a lot of content on hbo max from bad robot because they have numerous people who work for that company uh, directing and writing and producing projects so literally they could have five a year going on right like so you could you could end up with a lot with that but like when it's a smaller when it's just like a director slash a writer how many projects can you really conceivably do in two years yeah. i mean even with uh james gunn who is the most work he's the workaholic of hollywood who was who do he did suicide just finished suicide squad and now he is immediately starting gardens of the galaxy because he was working on the pre-production of guardians while he was shooting suicide squad i mean even that those That's movies crazy. are coming out until 2021 and 2022 right yeah i mean so the guy is already working on these movies and going into pre-production on one right out of the editing of another well he's actually going to be editing the suicide squad while pre-producing uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It, like, so how many really can he get in two years? Maybe, like I said, two to three if he's churning them out. But, I mean, good for him getting a deal. Yeah. Well, he's in hot demand right yeah. now. And J.J. Abrams or Gun? No. No, we're talking, about, we're talking about Lee Wan-El. Lee Wan-El. Oh, no, we're back to Lee Wan-El. Sorry, sorry. I, sorry. I, was just comparing, I was comparing their <laughs> deals because yeah, yeah, they yeah. all have similar deals. Right. All, all three of them have similar deals now. But, but yeah, why, is, why is Lee Wan-El in such a high demand at the moment, you might ask? Well, it's because he directed The the Invisible Man, which premiered in theaters this, this weekend. And Upgrade. And uh, that movie did pretty well, I would say. Had a $7 million budget, and we had high hopes for it. Uh, I know The Professor and I went to see it with Ron, who's sometimes on the show. Um Movie made forty nine point two million dollars worldwide in its opening Flawless weekend. victory! Oh yeah, yeah. That doesn't get the fail bell. No, dun, dun, not at all. And let me dun, tell you, dun, it, we're going to get into it. Like we said, you know, later on in the show, oh, uh, we're, we're going to do yeah. like a, a review on this show. Like but, you uh, won't believe we're going to get into it. Yeah, we're going to actually it, fight. It'll be, it'll be spoiler. We're going to get into a fist it, fight on it'll air. Be, it'll be spoiler free, just so you get yeah, yeah, spoiler free. But uh, but yeah, it did pretty well. Pretty well. Seven million dollar budget made four, almost fifty million dollars well, in total. He's got a good thing going with what he's directed so far. Yeah. I forgot his first movie, uh, but upgrade. It was upgrade. Uh, well, upgrade City is awesome. the last key. Was the, the other one? Yeah, that was the first one he did, right? That's and then the upgrade. First movie, then upgrade. Upgrade was awesome. And then this. It, ha so it, have, have any well, hey. of you seen Upgrade? No. no. See Upgrade. <laughs> I started <laughs> to watch it. I turned fools. it off. I couldn't get into it. Oh, shut up! But. <laughs> He, he, he gives up easily. This is why we're yeah, going to have a fist fight You're a there. quitter. You're a quitter. <laughs> you're just a quitter. You quit everything you start. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I don't know. Lee Wan-El, great writer. 
You know, he's he's done a lot with he, uh, horror I mean, so far. He's involved in the first up, three Saw movies. Yeah, helped come up with the concept Insidious. for Saw clearly, and yeah, you know, wrote the Insidious movies. Was was the director of the fourth one, which well, I good. wasn't a fan. I like of, him but... as an actor. I like the yeah, he's stuff good actor. in the Insidious series. I like him. As, yeah. Oh, he's great. Um, like it, it brought in those. It made me feel like watching Poltergeist. Those yeah. people they bring in and. Like Wait a, a minute! Did but you say your version? Did you say Poultrygeist? Poultrygeist. Poultrygeist. Uh, yes. The, I've still yet to see that movie. Uh, it's set in, I don't want to. Is that like set in the same universe as Thanksgiving? I wish. I wish. That's a brilliant. But Thanksgiving three is is all the rage. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's move on to <laughs> yeah. some series news. Yes, yes. Uh, Macaulay Culkin. We love Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. too much so, we love him a little too much yeah because he's gonna be uh, he was announced as part of the cast for season 10 of american horror story yeah i'm out i'm, cool. I'm all in there's there's rumors cool. it's gonna be american horror story alone, alone. Yeah. it's gonna yeah. be murder house where they leave Macaulay <laughs> murder Cole, home alone kevin, Maca- murder home alone, kevin yeah. mccallister will be left to home alone in as, as an adult in the murder house <laughs> uh no I, I i'm all right with the news uh the nice part about uh macaulay Culkin is he's a good actor uh, he's also just does passion products. We kind of I touched on this on Three Fat Nerds this week. I was just kind of like, uh, once you get to a, if you make a shit ton of money doing a role, you can do passion projects the rest of your life. Yeah. And he falls in the same category as uh, Daniel Radcliffe. He falls in the same category as uh, our, uh, our Elijah Wood, Elijah, our good friend Elijah Wood. Where now they're just doing passion projects because fuck, they they made all their big nuts somewhere else, so they can do yeah. whatever they want. And that's yeah. there's something freeing about that. And look how well it's worked out for Radcliffe and Elijah. Wood and, and even uh, and even Edward and even Mac- and yeah and he, oh geez and even Macaulay Culkin I mean he's Macaulay Culkin's super cool in the aspect that he does podcasts and he does uh, you know YouTube videos with people and guest spots on there and he's just like the kind of it guy he watches wrestling we should reach I mean, out to him and see if he would do an interview for our show you never know he might he might <laughs> do it because he's horror zone on there I mean, well he's he's a very he's a he's a he's an interesting cat and i think he just likes to give back now because he doesn't you know <clears> think <throat> about it he made more money than the mo- uh, than the rest of us will see in our entire lives before the age of 10 yeah, yeah. <laughs> like come on <laughs> well also uh along with uh culkin uh the other names that are gonna be back is sarah paulson's gonna be back evan peters is gonna be back who i know you're a huge fan of I know you love that Who are guy. you talking to? Yeah, you, you. got pronouns, pal. Professor. The pronouns, Professor. Pronouns, pal. Uh, I've, I've grown more fond of Evan Peters. Really? Evan Peters. Yeah. Uh, well, you hated him before. It's that first season of uh, American Horror Story that bothered me because what they did with that character was they kind of glorified and like made him kind of like a... Uh, I, like sexualized a school shooter to some extent, you know, like they, yeah. they really, they made him kind of like, he looked good. He, you sympathized with the character and that's always a dangerous kind of thing to float when you're, but that's not his fault. It's not his fault. No. And I've grown to learn that. I just I, can't stand his face. Well, so. I mean, there's that element, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's, I, I like, I like him. He's good. He's a good actor. He's talented. Yeah. I, that first season rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, uh, your mom, like never, your, I'm not gonna. No. I'm not gonna say oh, anything. Your mom gonna, there. Uh, Kathy Bates is gonna be back. Billy Lord. So a lot of the uh, familiar faces from the past uh, an American Horror Story are gonna the be in. So. No Lady Gaga. No Lady Gaga. Not yet. She hasn't been announced yet. Oh, that's a bummer. Uh, Shutter's Creep Show will be available on AMC later this year and will lead into season two of the series on Shutter. 
Cool. So if you missed it, uh, you can catch it on AMC if you don't subscribe to Shutter. It was a good first season. But you should sp- subscribe to Shutter. You it's should reasonably priced, and you have a ton of great and shit the on there. Joe Bob Briggs show is awesome. The yeah. Last Drive-In yeah. is like well, the best you, thing. That's a great show. There's a whole bunch of documentaries up on there yeah. that are great, whether they're exclusives or not. Because, I mean, hey, where else are you going to go to find the Never Sleep Again and the Crystal Lake memories? Yeah. yeah. yeah especially, if you, if you, especially if you have four and six hours to kill, respectively. Uh, and you don't have to watch them all at once. Also, they did the really good one with the uh, the horror the the noir one yeah about yeah. black black history and, and horror movies which is really I caught cool the Tom Savini one too. The Tom Savini one was really amazing uh, interesting if you're, if you're a fan that was really cool uh, you, there's so much great stuff on there and then, then movies you have a bunch of the like we've talked about before the, the original the, the, content from Shutter is actually yeah, like the, f- the movies are really good they, they have a bunch of the foreign oh, yeah. films too like the Furies was great we watched that Boar was you know good for what it was yeah we, we enjoyed Haunt. it Haunt was fantastic Haunt was Haunt. amazing yes. and then yes. and then you get into it and you have all the classics like right now you can watch Texas, I watched Halloween Texas on there Chainsaw Massacre Halloween's on there Halloween 4 and 5 are also on there it's worth uh, it almost for the last drive-in alone oh yeah like, well I mean it's worth <laughs> it it's worth it for last drive-in and creep show and, we, you and you gotta remember two too. too it's still in its infancy oh absolutely it's only been around a couple of years and it's just starting to get big so and they have the they have the ability because they're owned by AMC yeah that they have the pull because AMC owns a lot of rights to older movies and so it's it's amazing well you can actually subscribe end. to it through cable now too really yeah AMC uh, they have a whole bunch of different offshoots of their channel that they are like they have AMC Premiere Shutter Acorn um, Sundance. There's like four or five different things that they have. You can actually subscribe to through your cable provider now. So I know I know the Spectrum carries it. So you can get it for the same price. It's uh, five. Oh, five stop! 95 stop a month. right now with the ad right now. No, no, I'm not trying to do that. But it's <laughs> no, it's five ninety five a month for uh, Shutter through that, or you can get for five ninety five a month um, with the streaming service, or you can actually subscribe to it uh, a year up front for the four seventy five, like like uh, you've done. So, uh, you know, it's... You these know, are it's, options available if, yeah. you're a, if you're a consumer, you know, and you want these products, yeah. Just stop. Just stop. No. I'm going to put you outside and put you in timeout here pretty soon. I'll put you in timeout. Keeping with Shudder, about a month ago we mentioned that there would soon be uh, a, a new series that they're calling Cursed Films. And um, we talked about that a little bit on the show. We were kind of excited about that. Well, Very now we have exciting. dates for the first episode and the uh, and we also we also yeah, went we're over taking, what we thought we're, it would we've, be. We found some women that we're going to be taking with us to the first episodes. We found some dates. We got dates for the first episode. Oh Jesus, this guy! I tell you. <laughs> Can we put him outside the door? <laughs> you brought. What were him. you saying? You I'm sorry. Saw, you, you, he rode with you. I just want to point he that just, out. He to you. No, in I was, here. I was just here. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, <laughs> well, uh, I seen him I open your door, so we were here before you brought him. You brought him. This is on you. Uh, he pulled no, up we, in a limo. Anyway, just anyway, watch your phrasing there. Anyways, we also were speculating about what movies they could be picking because they didn't give us a list of movies. Right. They just said that some well, of now them we've got so we have them. So we have them. I'm, and I'm the excited. Dates. I'm excited to hear them. So go ahead. So The Exorcist is going to be the debut episode. We uh, knew that was coming. Premiering <laughs> April second. Followed by an episode that will have both The Omen and Poltergeist on April 9th. Uh, that's a good pairing. Okay, that's a good pairing. And then the final episode will be uh, on April 16th. It will be Twilight Zone the movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot Very that, cool. That people, yes. I forgot people yeah. lumped that in. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee's father was killed yes. when filming Victor that. Morrow? Was he, yeah. Was yeah. he Victor Morrow? That's, yeah, I believe that's... Yeah, yeah I believe uh, yeah, so. And he got, he got the, the helicopter. The helicopter, through. yeah, it killed cap- him. Oh, man. Decapitated him. Yeah, so. the, the, the helicopter incident that is on tape. Yeah. You can see the footage. Yeah. Uh, it does, it's not as graphic as you think they, it was, because basically you see the helicopter fall. Who, who right. released the footage? Uh, they've actually shown it on a couple different shows that proves that uh, they're the, 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 yeah. the curse after. Bloody disgusting but you can't see, at one point. But here's the thing. You can't see the decapitation or anything. The, the, you the just actual, see the helicopter go the down. The helicopter, you just see the helicopter crash. The helicopter, because of the way the helicopter falls, 
falls onto them, you can't see anything but the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. don't you see where they were because they circle them, and then they take the circle away, obviously, and then it falls. They and actually you see use fall, that footage in the movie. No, so yes, they use the footage. The footage is in the movie. The footage of the helicopter crash is in the fucking movie. That's insane, isn't it? Isn't it nuts? But so uh, there but, you go. That that will hopefully help you enjoy. But on top of that, there is also there's there's a second there's a second bit of footage that me and Mike were alluding to. The second bit of footage is from a different angle that wasn't in the movie. And there's a long shot of it, but you still can't see like the decapitation or anything. It's right. not like it's like it's not like a disturbing like that. But it's like oh shit, people died in this scene. It's yeah, kind of yeah. like they have it. It'd be like if WWE ever released the footage of Owen Hart falling from the you ceiling think of the they arena. Throw in like some stuff footage or yeah you know, not actually use the footage oh no they use died. they use the footage from when they died john <laughs> landis man and that put a black mark on him for a little yeah. while yeah that's um, why that's Spielberg why think, wouldn't work with him anymore if you think about it that's why landis went from being the it guy yeah he made some fucking huge movies blues brothers man yeah well uh, blues brothers trading places. places dude he made huge movies american werewolf, american werewolf london, in yeah. london he made all these huge movies and then he dried up for almost a decade of making like no movies like he yeah. made a couple low budget movies, but nobody he, would work with him. He, became he recovered like a from that immediately with uh, Coming to America. Oh yeah, um, which you know was good enough. I think people didn't realize he directed it. Um, I didn't know that he directed that. Yeah, he directed Coming to America, um, but like he lost. He lost. I mean, he, he and Spielberg. He lost like a half. Buds. Yeah, he they, lost those guys. Like he lost like a half a decade of work due to it. And Spielberg wow. uh, even appeared in you know uh, whatever um, Blues Brothers and. Vice versa, 1941 Spielberg. Yeah, he movie was. He became a pariah, uh, and part of it was because he used the footage from the the, the tape. That's messed. Yeah. I didn't know it. they that he. That's messed up. Yeah, yeah nobody know. trusted him because of a safety well, here's safety the, issues yeah. too. Well, here's yeah. the, here's that was the thing. big thing. He Landis went to the school of, of Kubrick pretty much. I mean, he didn't go actually to school, but like if you think about it, John Landis, like, his his direct the person he said he was directly influencing was, was Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that he would do certain things to his actors and put them in certain positions and blah 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 throw blah, things at them all. Yeah, I don't know if he did that, but he, but he no, would an animal he would, house. He, oh yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> throwing things at people. But, all but the if time. you but if you think about it, the reason why he was very method like that was because he he took after Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, and it he, went a little too far in that movie where. A, the safety procedures, as we pointed out, were lax. Obviously, that's why the accident happened. And the children and, and, uh, working, too. And, yeah, and the children, yeah, well, all the way, child labor problems. The child labor You thing. have a child labor problem. Not only do you have a child labor problem, you have inadequate safety, yeah. which was known. And then, like, all that. That, that thing happened in the middle of the night. Yeah. Literally, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. And those kids should have, A, been on set to begin with, which is a violation of that. But, B, obviously the safety wasn't there either because it wouldn't have happened. Right. Yeah. And and, and they, he was told by the helicopter uh, uh, driver that they couldn't go that low. Oh, wow. That there would be a problem. Yeah. And it wasn't good enough. No, and I got to do liter- this. Literally it, was, it, literally, it was a problem. And, yeah. and, and it resulted Did very- the helicopter pilot die, too? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Either. I don't think so. Believe it or not, I don't think the helicopter pilot because the crash itself isn't that brutal. It it the only reason that he that 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 uh, what's his name died. Sorry, uh, Victor was, Morrow. Yeah, Victor, the only reason he died was because he got fucking decapitated. Yeah. yeah. Like I honestly, the, I don't remember there being. Wasn't he the coach the kid, of the Yankees and the Bad News Bears? I think. so. I believe that's because uh, I do believe the kids lived. No. Or did they die too? No, they, they, they crushed them. All three of them died. One got crushed, and I think the other one got decapitated. Well, because I know that he pr- he tried to protect them with his Bad body. Bad news bears. Yep. Uh, yeah. Blackboard jungle. 
crazy it's a crazy thought but i, I can't wait to see their take on those movies because uh, i mean like i said some of them i buy until the curse is a little more some of it's just happenstance the fact that the omen and poltergeist are gonna be in one episode that's oh, awesome. absolutely that's yeah. awesome absolutely so, so good news there and uh, we we got one more piece of news here but before we do that we got a special guest walking into the studio right now. It's our good friend Ken M. from the ODPH. Say hello. Holy crap. I just made the Horizon 607. You haven't been on since the debut episode My in your God. studio. Yeah, what's going on? Well, hello, Professor. We're just talking about people hey. dying in curses and stuff. Dying in curses. Yeah. Cursed movies. Twilight, Cursed Twilight movies. Zone movie. Oh, well, yeah. I was going to say, why is, the, is it tying in with the crow? No, that should have been a part of it. I'm surprised it wasn't. Well, maybe, maybe, if they get, maybe if they get a second season, they're only that's doing three episodes. That's not really. I mean, that could be a horror movie. Ah, but, but it was. Yeah. But here's the thing: is it, it said curse movies. They didn't yeah, necessarily curse, say horror. Yeah, yeah and, that's true. And the the Lee curse is a thing. Oh yeah, the Lee curse is. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I mean, let's forget the fact that everybody Dragon, says that, that, Bruce Bruce, that Bruce Lee uh, died mysteriously, and it was a co- cocaine-induced coma. But, you know, yeah. cocaine overdose is a thing, people. Cocaine, you know, a, sh- a gunshot. I mean, it's the same, yeah, same yeah. thing. Same exact thing. Yeah. Right, one again, last order, order of business here. So uh, we know the sci-fi has uh, got a new uh, Chucky series coming up in 2020. Yeah, We're all excited about that. Well, they've lined up another one here, uh, another series that's been signed uh, for 10 episodes, and it is going to be a Day of the Dead series. And I know that that's near and dear to you because you love that it's movie. It's my favorite zombie movie. I, I hated it. <laughs> Absolutely again, hated it. Again, clarify you. Who yeah. are you ta- who's he talking to, guys? I, the, the, the person that just spoke. He doesn't, he That'd doesn't, be you. He that, doesn't, he I am the professor. He, doesn't, uh. he just points Should at I us. start raising my hand and before he, I and speak? He, you know, he assumes, he assumes our listeners know... Who well, you were speaking, and then I immediately well, they, followed they, they it might, up. I, they might I know they your know. voice, but at the same time, he does not use his pronouns. But yes, Mike, Mike is, Mike is what we call F. a professional hater. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, that's what he does. He's a professional hater. I'm going to hit somebody with a steel chair before this is over. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's going to go back to the first 24 hours of the uh, Undead Invasion, as they're saying. So it's a 10-episode series. Uh, should premiere sometime in 2021. I'm kind of. It's kind of weird. The Undead Invasion. When did Wait. that start? When did that start with Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, Day of the yeah. Dead is like after it's, everything's. Yeah, we don't in know. Motion. We don't know. They haven't stated whether it's going to be a part of that. There's been a couple of remakes to that movie that were terrible. Mm. It didn't really state where it's going to fit, if at all, with the Romero timeline. Cautiously optimistic. Is yeah. is Rick Grimes and Daryl Dixon part of it or no? I there don't crossover. I think, I think I, Vic Grimes. Is. I think I think Edward Furlong. Vic, Vic Grimes. Oh, yeah. I think Edward Furlong should be a part of it. You know what? I'm getting hope though. Sci-fi is sci-fi is trying to do uh, bigger and better things. I guess. I mean, as long as they don't put like a tornado that involves zombies in it, I guess they're doing something better. Because now everything they do is got to be insert something with tornado. I really so hope that it's going to end up being Day of Shark the Dead Nado. meets Sharknado eventually. But do a crossover. I've got zombie sharks too, haven't they? Yeah, they do. I've got hope. They sci-fi. Shark. They sure do. Hear the pitch. Sci-fi needs to jump on to what we talked about in the second segment or the second uh, news article. They need to jump on the fact that Robert Anglin wants to make a Nightmare on Elm Street cartoon because I think that that could be a perfect fit for sci-fi. Yeah. And think about it. It would it would be a perfect fit. Yeah. If they're buying series based on horror movies, that'd be perfect. Or Shudder. Shudder should jump on. Somebody they, should jump on board. And specifically, they should do Freddy's Dead. I've been waiting. Uh, I, I'm surprised. You know, I wasn't going to say anything because you missed out on it earlier. Last episode, I did get it last. No, he got it. Oh, he got it. He got it. He doesn't past? miss. I don't. But miss. when I was talking about Freddy Krueger no. earlier, I thought you were going to jump in. No, you but didn't. but I, I on all serious note, I I think that maybe if that's the way they're going, maybe they should jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. Pitch an idea. Let's get the cartoon show on Sci-Fi. I mean, I think that would make a killing. I, yeah. I really do. 
Just that's person me. You give it ten yeah. episodes and see where it goes. And I'm and, and I mean I know I joked about Freddy's Dead. You don't have to do Freddy's Dead. Although I think that would be the best one to make into a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell me that, that that is ready for cartoon. Now you're playing oh, with power. Also, uh, Castlevania starts in two more days, that's right? True. New, yeah. se- new season. Very yes. excited about that season three. Um, is it any longer? This. No, as far as I know, it's going to be the same uh, episode length as season two. Yep. <sighs> I wish they would go more. I, I think they're I just, want more. I think they're just kind of waiting to see about uh, renewals before they really deep dive into it, like where the story is, is progressing. Because Netflix has got so much they're, on their plate right now yeah. that they're being very choosy about what they're green lighting. But they're very, uh, very slowly building the story, you know, like. Yeah. And it, it feels like, well, yeah, they could go on for a long time with this and that like the seasons could be longer. But well, I, think, I just want more of well, it. No, I mean, I don't blame you on that. I mean, they've got so much coming out, but I think like the success of Lock and Key yeah. has really been like, okay, we can definitely awesome. go into it. Yeah, which... Well, the animation, too, probably takes way more time. It's hand-animated, right. isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, they are starting to look at more of the horror genre to add to Netflix and what their program is going to be. So, I mean, it's kind of a wait-and-see, but I think as long as the ratings are holding up and the or, you know stream watches or however they want to define it as... I think it'll be coming back. Yes. Well, that is uh, going to wrap up for the news. If you guys want to talk about anything we talk about during the news segment uh, or anything in general, you just want to bring up something you want to hear us talk about or anything else, you know how to do that. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, uh, HorrorZone607. Uh, like and share that page. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. For all the social medias, use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation. And uh, also check out 8122productions.com for all your news and events and everything else going on with 8122 Productions. And also you can check out what's going on with the Three Fat Nerds, Horizon 607, and the wrestling show, which Ken M is a part of. Hey. And uh, last but certainly not least, if you would like to support us uh, monetarily and help us pay the bills that we rack up here doing podcasts, uh, it's easy to do that as well. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash 8122productions. You get a ton of bonus uh, material just for signing up. $1 a month is, is, is all you need for the bonus material. So that's $12 a year. You get to support our show you get to keep you know the show coming uh, out every week and you get a ton of bonus content uh it's a win-win situation so remember patreon.com slash 8122 productions uh we are now going to take our break when we come back it's talking horror time and when they uh, we're gonna hear uh basically the professor and mike c pitched to me why i should go see uh invisible man and i'm gonna explain why i didn't see invisible man so we'll be right back Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast.
All right, don't adjust your headsets. It's not a Skrillex concert. No, we're back. We're talking horror. Although, I don't know. Maybe a Skrillex concert would be more terrifying. Uh, so, uh, talking horror this week, it's it's easy, it's simple. Mike C. and the professor are going to give you their spoiler-free review of Invisible Man. The reason why I'm not giving you a spoiler-free review is because life happens. Uh, the way my luck works is called bad. And uh, ever since I got my Regal Unlimited Pass, I've only been able to use it a couple times. Oh. Because every time I plan on going to a movie, something comes up. Uh, something personal in my personal life came up. So I, at 9 a.m., we were all going to the 10 a.m. showing. At 9 a.m., I had to pull out. So I didn't get to see it yet. But I am going to go see it. So they don't really have to pitch this to me. Uh, it's, it's, I'm already going to go see it. But you guys went to see it. We went to with uh, Ron from 3FN to go see this, uh, this, this movie. So uh, uh, what, what were your thoughts on The Invisible Man? So, do you want to take this first? Well, I mean, I, I thought it was a delight. Uh, very surprising. I I went in um, maybe a little bit skepti- skeptical, skepti- skeptical because uh, I, I saw the trailers and I thought it reminded me a little bit of uh, Sleeping with the Enemy with Julia Roberts. And I was like, well, what they've done is uh, made Sleeping with the Enemy a uh, movie with the husband being invisible. And it is kind of like that but that's an unfair uh comparison it's it's so much better than that i was wrong it's it's really good it's worth checking out mike yeah and i just want to point out we were talking about this on the on the drive home um first of all everybody's all about this me too movement and and making women fun front and center in movies and and there's not enough of it and this and that and everything becomes over political political overly political you know when they do these things you know just take a look i i I didn't see it don't want to see it and that would be the the black christmas remake there whatever you want to call it you know it's complete garbage charlie's angels complete garbage we don't want to have this stuff shoved down our throat in the horror genre well this is a prime example of how to make a women's movie a women's you know a me too movement movie whatever you want to call it yeah and do it the right way without cramming everything down people's throats because elizabeth moss was fantastic yeah great fantastic this is also a prime example of how to take not only an original you know a movie that has been made and remaking it but it's been done how many different times different ways over the years in the last 90 years and memoirs of the invisible man with chevy chase of course yes the classic by john carpenter john carpenter directed that i did not know that you didn't know i did not know that yeah but um you know i liked hollow man you know, I'm one of the yeah, few was, that I think liked it. That was a fun take on the... A little too much of the late 90s, early 2000s slick, you CGI know... CGI stuff. You know, CGI type stuff. Well, they stuff, tried... But... The, the gimmick with Hollow Man was like, oh, we have computer technology now to show right. what it would look like if, oh, an invisible person became wet or... You know, right. That that's what that movie was kind of geared. And they use that towards. in this a little bit, you know. Only very sparingly. Yeah, and though. you see it in the in the trailers, you know, she splashes paint on him and you know, it's it's kind of the same kind of thing, you know, and yeah. they did that with with uh, Hollow Man, and of course, not with paint, but You mentioned the trailer and I know um there was a lot of people always worry that the trailer spoil things. And I thought it was and, going to, but and it didn't. The trailer does show the bit where she spills the paint on him and everything. That is not a spoiler. And even Lee One L uh came out and said you know the trailer didn't there's a lot going on in the movie that the trailer doesn't even get to. right and yeah the movie has a lot of surprises a lot of fun stuff a lot of twists there, and turns there was a moment where like i actually i was shocked my jaw dropped mike 
might remember this. Yes. I was like, yeah. wow. I actually couldn't. Yeah, you were kind uh, of getting embarrassing. Yeah, I was embarrassing him. I was like, wow, holy sh you, you know, were like, like groveling around in your chair and we're like, you were literally out loud saying, like, wow. Yeah, like wow. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was it, it was that surprising. Yeah, there was a couple of girls in front of us that kind of kept looking back at you at that point. I, yeah. Yeah, but it, you know, and you're right. Well, they, you know, they do that anyways. Lee Wanell, you know, he we, we were talking about him earlier him. on. You know, this this guy, he's somebody. Get to know him if you don't know him already. He was Specs in the Insidious movies, but he's written. He, you know, he was involved in writing all of those movies. He wrote the first three Saw movies. Yeah, this guy knows what he's doing, and and now to see him direct, which he's directed a couple of other movies, mm -hmm. but. This and guy's upgrade, got some chops and you, as a director. You should see Upgrade because that's another really good one. Yeah. And, you know, and I wasn't this. a big fan of Insidious The Last Key, but still, it was an Insidious movie that he, you know, directed. Yeah. And, um, you know, the guy's got, he, he's got his chops. He's a good actor, you know, yeah. but he, he can direct. And this is a great movie. So it starts off, um, the movie starts right off in, uh, in are, they're not married, right? They're just boyfriend and girlfriend. I got the impression. They're married. They, they're married. Were they married? Yeah. I never um, quite got that if they were or not. They're married because the whole uh, the whole heir that she she receives the money from him. Uh, That's true. She's yeah. the heir. But anyways, it starts off. She's the movie starts off. It's at night. The they live in this big beautiful house that's surrounded by big glass windows right on the beach. Yeah, waves and, crashing. And that's where I was. That's where my sleeping with the enemy comparison starts. Um, because if anybody remembers this movie with Julia Roberts from the early '90s, the husband's very controlling, husband abusive, all that, and they live on a beachside, uh, in a beachside house with it's like a lot of glass and like you can see clearly the ocean and everything, and like the comparison though like stops there because like the movie begins and she's clearly already made her plans to escape she's going right. through she's going through her escape right in the opening right it's from the start very thrilling opening because you're with her you're like oh crap why is she being so quiet right like what happens if this guy wakes up you know yeah and it kind of has one of those tropes that you you expect to see in a horror movie and it was it was a little bit different you know she stumbles yeah. across uh his laboratory yeah you know and but sees, it, no, no but doesn't know what it's it like, is it's the basement and like yeah. it's just his work Shop, but she doesn't you know? understand what's there yeah and you see some things that play out later you know like if right smart viewers will be like oh wait what's that and right but yeah, this it, movie was just one big suspenseful atmospheric piece of wonderfulness yeah. i don't know how else to put it really well, it, it's it's really uh it's really the the story is very streamlined and tight it, it, like it, it's very well paced everything moves very quickly from one thing to the next like the opening scene, it's a woman waking up, waking up next to her husband, and she's clearly like conditioned herself to wake up at the time because no alarm comes off. Right. But like it shows the clock, the minute changes, and her eyes are open. Right. And she's making her moves, and like you don't want the guy to wake up, you want her to get out of there. Um, and then from there, she's it goes skips two months ahead, and uh, you know the sister arrives to inform her that. Uh, she's staying with a friend of hers right and her sister arrives to inform her that uh yeah your your husband's dead um what, what's the character's names jeez uh adrian what's... griffin adrian adrian is dead and uh essentially you know she's gonna inherit all the money and everything right and, um you know things look good for her but obviously right know. she starts to suspect early on like in, in another thing that i did like about this usually in these movies where somebody's invisible or whatever's happening you you kind of hear like the floor is creaking but you don't see them and this and that and there was very little of that you don't see the little footprints there was one scene where you see a footprint on our carpet he only he, most of the time he's it's 
she's acting with nobody in the room. Yeah, and everything that he does is very intentional. It's like he doesn't want her to see footprints. So right. when you see the footprints, it's because he wants her to see Right, them. but you don't hear any He's... creaks on the floor. You don't see the footprints unless it is intentional. It, yeah. it was very, very well done. But, you know, I don't. I, I didn't know who she was before us. Okay. I'd heard uh, her Elizabeth name, but Moss? I don't know. Yeah, I, I had never seen her in anything. I Great think I heard the name, but um, you know, she she was good in us, but she had a limited part. Yeah. This, my God. Well, she's she's fantastic, and I, you know, uh, she's been doing great stuff. I I've never really watched Handmaid's Tale. The book's great, but uh, I never watched the show. I know she's received awards for it, and you know. Yeah, no, she's received multi awards for the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. yeah, and uh, the one I love is a really cool movie with uh, Mark Duplass. Um, it's really oh, he's a great actor. It's a really interesting kind if, of romantic comedy. Not to get but, off topic, have you seen both Creep movies? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. How good were those? They're excellent. Um, he's he's great. He's a good writer too, and um, he, he behind the scenes he's involved in a lot of stuff. And they're both in a movie together called The One I Love, which I would highly recommend because it's actually kind of. It, it's got some horror elements it's it's creepy it's um basically a couple goes um on a couple's retreat because their relationships on the rocks and when they go to this place um their doppelgangers are there and each of the doppelgangers so she was in us twice yeah each of the doppelgangers um two different us clearly has and clearly has like they they have an agenda you know and it's 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 really an interesting romantic dark comedy yeah. um with some creepy elements but, but going but back really to invisible see, man she's, she's what a great, great actress she is she yeah. carries this movie well there were some good uh the one performer the girl from wrinkle in time uh storm reed she was good too as a as a child actress i mean she's starting to really kind of oh that was the daughter yeah the daughter um of the friend yeah so um elizabeth moss's character um her character's name oh, what was it cecilia yeah cecilia um she holds up with uh, a police chief a friend of hers um and their his daughter um and and she doesn't think that adrian knows where he lives she yeah. makes the comment early on and then the sister shows up to tell tell her that he's died and at first before she finds this news out she's like he'll follow you he'll follow you he'll know yeah and that's and that's basically where we'll end with the spoilers typically because right to say anymore that that's basically the setup she everybody believes that this guy's dead and you she, can guess what happens at and, this point and she is pretty much you know like no i feel like i'm being watched and more and more he reveals signs that like he's he's invisible right and, like he's he does things to make her look worse and worse and it, it just gets increasingly and shockingly bad. yeah you see her descent in you know from from this woman who was abused to someone set free. to somebody that's set free she's obviously got a lot of ptsd yeah uh she can't even leave the house to go yeah. out to the mailbox because she's so afraid that he's going to find her you see her finally start to break out of that shell and then she suspects that he's there and knows that he's there and you see her descent into madness yeah and then once you once, she goes she goes pretty much insane at this once point once she knows once it's confirmed that yeah there is an invisible person like you know she's she's convinced so like obviously when she talks to other people they're gonna be like you're crazy right you know um so things get bad with her and her sister with her and the people she's staying with and it just all because of the manipulation and and, and it just it it, it, it's really and like mike was saying i don't want to get over political but this is how to do a movie with a strong female character um who you know like we all understand the abuse she's going through 
Um, it's not pandering to anything. Um, you can watch this and not feel like you're having a message shoved down your throat. Right. Um, and that's that's typically like what we're kind of talking about with like the politics stuff. Um, and this movie was just like a really smartly written take on the Invisible Man story. And there's a lot of fun throwbacks to the original with Claude Rains and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, it's great for horror movie fans. Um, as a universal monster movie fan, um, this is this is like one of the better universal monster movies. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, and to see like the potential for like updating some of these is really exciting because if this is the start to it, you know, screw that dark universe shit they were doing with Tom Cruise and the money. This is what you do. You can do it with no budget. Yeah. No budget. Like $7 million budget. They, they just basically paid actors and a few special effects. Yeah. Like that's, and the special effects are very convincing. It's not like overly CGI'd. There's only a few moments where clearly there's computers used because they just couldn't yeah. do it without. They couldn't but, do it without computers. And I gotta say, I like the way that for once they made this guy. And again, this is not a spoiler per se. I like that they made an invisible man without a serum, without yeah. chemicals this time. And I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. give away how they did it, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. How they did it. Yep, and it's more believable and realistic actually. Right. Because there's and this guy's te- a multi-millionaire that deals with like optics, optics and, and yeah, you know whatnot. So. Uh, so that was pretty cool, but uh, you know the movie. A lot of it takes place at night, uh, very dark. Uh, a lot of like b- you know blacks with blues, like you know the different bl- shades of blue. The opening, even the opening titles were beautifully shot. Yeah, like, just the waves crashing, waves crashing, and you see the the words come up on the screen and they dissolve into wa- like water, kind of yeah, dripping off, dripping of away. It was really uh, and then like just how streamlined it is. The opening, sh- the opening title sequence, the opening shot is like the title sequence on the waves. And it just pans slowly up, and you see the house. Yep. And then you zoom into the house. And then it gets going. And then, bam, you're right in it, and it doesn't let up. There, There's only only one minor complaint for me is, like, towards the end, it does have a little extra padding, I felt, that could have been left out. Yeah, that, that's, I was going to get to that in a second. But, uh, you know, again, it's very dark, very atmospheric, it's which more, I love. It's more pushing for the cushion. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're more cushion for the pushing. Yeah, I set it backwards. You know. It doesn't matter. I'm dyslexic in this room. It's okay. I like to push it into cushions, though. <laughs> yeah, he does. I, he was, uh, it, so if, he was you, if you guys want to hear about pushing it into cushions... <laughs> we should get him on uh, you Love need, is Scary. You need, to be, you need to get around Dr. Derek a little more. Yeah. Oh, He'll yeah. tell you all about mm. pushing it into cushions, we got to get you on Love is Scary with Spooky Mike and Dr. Uh, Dr. Derek. Dr. Derek did three episodes yesterday. Ken, you cannot wait to hear these. Oh, yes. Uh, trust me, I was a part of all of them. And fortunately, me and Ron were a part of the last one because Ron came by. He <laughs> purposely saved it because he wanted to like make us just sick. You'll have to hear it. And we can't talk about it on the air because it's, it's bad. All I can tell you is it involves hot ramen. Oh, shit. Jeez. Oh, Patreon. I'm sorry that I missed it. 8122productions.com. Yeah. <laughs> sorry that Patreon I missed this episode. Patreon.com slash 8122productions. Get close. Yeah. But uh, like, but, sorry, know, man. Back to the movie, you know. <laughs> I, I, Anyways, yeah. Now that I'm, I'm sick to my stomach just thinking about. <laughs> hot you don't even know. Baby. You don't even know. You don't even know what it is. In your no, and it's, it's, it's nauseating. Hot noodles. Think about. Trust me, it's scary. It's scarier ramen. than it's scarier than any movie you've ever seen. It, 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 it was scarier than The Exorcist. It scarred me more than The Exorcist <laughs> scar- scarred you. Just and nothing scars you because you're it, used it, to him. Yeah, it's bad. It was bad. I don't know. He pulled and he pulled this from fucking Twitter. I just oh want to throw it out there. God, Anyways, wow. I digress. I know we weren't. We were in the middle of that, but yeah. uh, I couldn't. I couldn't help when he said it was padded to Pad. make a to move into to that. Make a I cushion. Help. It's yeah, fine. We got a little extra commercial in there. For, for and for we plugged a little something. Scary. We plugged uh, Ken M's passion. Ken M's passion is love is scary. Yeah, this was your really brainchild. Is. is he? Yeah. I, I just to see how the child has grown now. <laughs> adult that I can't even talk about or acknowledge because I'm not behind a paywall. But <laughs> and we'll be banned. We'll be banned from everything. Yeah, yeah we don't uh, need that. Game over, man. I've had two providers tell me I can't talk about it on the show. Yeah, yeah. 
because wow. it is that hot. So if you want to check it out, one dollar gets you in the door, three dollars gets you a better table. To, All right, to sit go. and observe. So, so back to the invisible man. Yeah. <laughs> you guys so, all talking hot ramen. It's so, throwing everything so off. So very atmospheric, very cool colors, very well uh, directed and shot. Um, suspense, like I said, from start to finish. Yeah, there's almost there's, there's very few breaks from the suspense throughout the movie. Um, and I got to say, you know, I've mentioned this a few time off air. You know, we talked about it yesterday, Professor, when we, we were we were watching it's it. It's getting better with the, the verb, the, 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 the pronouns. Yeah, the, the score, the um, although it's not one, it's not going to be like Halloween where you're going to remember it, but it was very menacing and very powerful and, and was very much a character yeah, in and of heard itself. Yeah, you a little bit of it right before the, uh, the Skrillex music starting yeah. off the segment. Um, yeah, that music that you heard was was part of it. So, but when that hits at the right time during the movie, holy crap! It like, yeah, with the sound you. system in the yeah. theater, the whole the whole theater was shaking. And... So you know, the, to kind of get back to one of the points you made, the end of the movie was probably my biggest. What I felt was the biggest flaw with it. It kind of went on a little too long. It kind of had a weak, predictable ending. Okay, yeah. Um, so that kind of hurt it a little bit for me. Um, I think I would have probably have given it a, a better score. Okay, but um, so the, what, what you're saying is the ending of the Invisible Man is like watching the finish to an AEW match. Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Just making sure. A little bit. A little tease. A little they, te- they since we're teasing, since we're teasing everything, the wrestling show. They didn't yeah. know how much time they had left. I think. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, I thought it was a cool ending, but it, it they could have trimmed something out. Like it just felt like some the movie ended and then we got like a coda. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anybody know what a coda is? Yeah, and and I, I whispered, I, I kind of whispered to you towards the end. Oh, I can see what's going to happen. That's going to lead to a sequel, and he then they changed in, it. He leaned in and he whispered in my ear. I whispered a sweet end. nothing in your ear. But uh, um, and I, and I kind of wish that they had gone the direction that I told you. Yeah, I think it would have yeah. been a better ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they kind of ruined that. And the lady behind him went. Shh. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was like the end of the Simpsons episode. You know where the guy whispers and like shh, and then da, was, da, 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 da. yeah, it was, it like was that. that commercial, that, that's that how T-Mobile commercial with Anthony Anderson. Oh as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, but, uh, uh, any final thoughts that you got before we grade it? Um, well, I I uh, generally thought it was very good, and uh, there was only a little bit towards the end where I thought it could have been tightened up a little bit. So okay. Generally, yeah, it's, I I would give it a solid B plus A minus range. Okay. Like. 89 to 91 percent wow so basically yeah, a yeah, nine out of ten you'd give it it's it's good it's i i left the movie very excited about universal monster movies it's again. professor it's professor approved yes yeah we should Ooh, professor, we should start our own website for these professor things. approved um, we have our own website. We do, but we, <laughs> Professor Approved. <laughs> We've just been no, plugging I mean, into the entire show. We should start a podcast about this stuff. Specifically for that. You know, <laughs> we, should, we should start. You know what, Professor? <laughs> me and you, we're going to start a horror podcast. Can you yeah. believe that? That's what, not what I meant, talk, guys. We talk, I, know, I, I, think we should, I think this is a great idea. Not what I meant. I meant for your grading, your grading of movies. For yes. everybody scoring at home. 8122productions.com <laughs> or patreon.com slash 8122productions. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Kadem. Yeah, Thank thanks. You. Thanks for coming in today. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm throwing everything off. The show was moving good and then all of a sudden hot ramen gets thrown in the room and, and then we're all out of whack. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't been the same since. Oh, it did get so, thrown anywhere. I'm just throwing so it out there. I would, I would give it a pretty high rating, like an A minus, B plus. It's like a 9 out of 10, you'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was, all right, so, yeah. so my grading, I've never really kind of broken down my scale, but I, I do it out of 10 as well. Five yeah, average... As an educator, I'm confused about your grading scale. Yeah, so let's let's kind of break it down. So five out of ten would be average. I'm not going to go below that. Six out, out of ten, 10 is above 50%. average. Yes, six out of ten. Five out of ten is right in the middle. It's half. 
Okay, so that's, that's, that's my halfway point. That's that's 6 out of 10, times. above average. 7 out of 10, good. 8 out of 10, very good. 9 out of 10, great. And uh, 10 out of 10 would be amazing. Perfect. And, and, and amazing. I don't know if you should ever hit a 10, but that's that's just me personally. Yeah, yeah I never so that's, really that's kind of where I perfect, go with my I don't, I don't go out giving 10s. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. So because of the ending, <laughs> because of the ending of it, and because, you know, a little bit with like the CGI yeah, effects that were some, in there, uh, yeah. I, I, I would give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Okay. See, so like, very, I read that good. as, like, a 75 average, which is a C. Yeah, I'm not thinking about this as a teacher. No, no. As a teacher, that doesn't look no, good. No, he's not, me. but he's not going to... I get <laughs> not his, doing I it get, on a teacher's grade. Now. I'm just saying, I get his curve, though, because, I mean, yeah, I the thing, if you think about it, five is in the middle mark, so that's average. Yeah. That's yes. an average mark, especially on a scale of one to ten. So I, I do get his, his, his stuff. Sometimes I've never really he broken grades, it down, so... But sometimes when he grades things, though, I feel like... Uh, it's a bit harsh. It's a little harsh. I mean... Yeah, because I try to be honest about it, With his grading of, like, Halloween 2018 at, like, the now i guess yeah yeah it started as a two out of ten and it became a point five out of ten the more times i yeah. watched it i i'm kind of like leaning more towards like a point two out of ten. Oh, it's a it's a nine out of ten yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, but we won't talk we about won't talk it. About no. it. I, I don't want to get too lost in the weeds i'm just saying it, you have to understand for he's a hard grader a yeah i'm, on an, I'm things, an honest grader and he's an, and he's, my he's, an easy, he's an easy grader on other things uh, so he has a curve sometimes. Sometimes the curve's not there. He had like a curve with the grudge a little bit. Like he didn't give it a great grade, but he gave it a little extra because he's a fan of that series. Yeah. Because yeah. it was it wasn't that great. Uh, but with like that a being 65, said, 65 is like a D. You you passed. You passed by one point. Well, you made yeah. a movie. You made a movie. And yeah, we're makes, not doing this like a teacher. Sense. We're it not makes doing sense. this like you a teacher. You made a movie. You did it. You know. Hey, but it, you know what? <laughs> if he wants to do his grades like a teacher, that's he good. can do whatever that's he wants. Fine. Yeah. Once again, but, but below, I just wanted to explain mine a little bit so more. Below Mike, the D is, I know. I got you. So Mike C says that this movie is in between. Mike C says it's good. It's it's in between very good and great. Yes. And that's I'm, where we're at. And I'm saying and, and, the same thing. And the professor thing. says basically it's great at a nine. Yeah. It's professor approved. Go see this movie. I, I feel like that's what we should take away. Go see this yeah. movie. Everybody Go give it a passing grade. Yeah. It's great. There you go. No, I, that's what I take away from it because I am not exactly the big horror genre guy of the room. So I think you'd enjoy it though because it's well, not it's not I, super I scary, I guess. Yeah, 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 I wouldn't really call it. I guess it's a horror movie, but it's it, got it was like more a lot of Hitchcockian. Yeah, it was kind which, of a psychological which, thriller. Which I can get, I can yeah. get down with. I mean, everything else I've heard about the movie has been really good and I know I don't think this is going to be part of the shared universe. I think that kind of thing is they've dead. They've thrown that out, yeah. Yeah, they've just kind of gone by the, the way. The mummy was like, yep, nope, we're not doing that. Right. Damn so. Tom Cruise. And I love the picture that they had in the magazines with the people that were going to be in it and everything. It's so sad to look at now like yeah. johnny depp was there he was gonna be the invisible man wasn't he yeah i think top was the invisible man oh man it was kind of crazy there's there's some so there's some stuff there that was i'm glad bad. it didn't they, happen i'm glad it yeah didn't happen. they they it was all worked it was mysterious all ways. thank god it worked out the way that yeah. it did because we got something I'm, that we never would have gotten yeah. otherwise it was all high-powered actors too, so they would have never been successful because they would have had to spend a ton of money. This, they take a scale back, they pay seven million dollars. It makes a shit ton of money. Here Boom. you go. The, welcome to the new generation. If you can make a movie for less than ten million, usually that means you're going to make your profit back. Yes. Yeah. And that I think is where that's where I think directors, especially in the comedy slash horror realm, need to stay. They need to get ten million or under, and you'll find that you'll reach success because even if your movie makes thirty million dollars, you have made the budget. You are safe to make another movie. 
movie. Our problem is we're getting into these. The, their problem is we're getting into movies where as as that Marvel scale gets up. You know, if a Marvel movie makes a movie for three hundred million, they're fine because they're going to make a billion dollars on that movie. They know right. this. It's a tried and true and, thing. And, but everybody else needs to stay away from that mark. Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, needs I to just say back. something here. Bring too. it back. I just want to say something. It tone it down. Going get, with this. Think of a clever idea. I just I just want to point out that this movie. You know, when I think of a movie made for seven million dollars or less, I think of something that's going to be like real rough looking and it, it, it's going to be you know kind of gritty and this and that it's, it's yeah. going to look it's going to have a, like a poor quality this movie looked like it was made for for a hundred million dollars i just it, want to point it's out it's really good looking with with the software we have available now with the digital cameras we have available now the technology is there to make films cheaper and look make them look good there are people right now making fan films that look with the phones. same the, the, with yeah with phones that look like real quality real movies, films yeah. i mean there's some there's some out there i can point out to not not just in horror Steven but Soderbergh in, yeah. does that Right, but uh, not just in not just in horror, but all over the place. I.e., uh, there was that great one from uh, Star Wars theory, uh, the Vader yep. Part One. It looks like a big budget motion picture. The CGI in that movie, I dare say, is better than the prequel CGI. Yeah. And, and mind yeah. you, this was made on a on a real shoestring budget by by somebody who's just making a fan right. film. Yeah. And, and and I mean, even if taken away from what Vengeance didn't have, right. it still has some pretty cool kill scenes and some really awesome makeup effects that you're like, oh shit, you did this in a fan film right. that was made for. Less than ten thousand dollars. I mean, like, once again, you can do these things. Yeah. You just have to put the There's time and effort into them. Creativity. After seeing this, after seeing this, and some of the other, even some of the legendary movies that have been made over the last fifty years. It just goes to show there's no excuse to have to spend a hundred million dollars on one of these movies. You don't need to do it. Those ones usually the ones that that fail. Practically, practically done. You got to have a clever idea that people like elevator pitch, like you sell somebody, right? Yeah. Like the elevator pitch was probably something very simple like imagine like an abused woman whose husband turns invisible and keeps abusing her. That's like a really clever idea. Bam, you got it. You got me sold. I can do this movie for under $10 million. I can do this for under $10 million. All right, bam, you got it. And and again, this movie looks like it was made for over $100 million. Yeah. And it was $7 million that they spent. Okay. It's fantastic. Very good. It's the whole less is more theory. Well, oh yeah. That's why. That's why when people were uh, asking me, you know, one of the big controversial things from last year that I was a big fan of was *Brightburn*, and everybody was like, "Oh, it failed. It bombed. It bombed." Oh, it's good. Uh, the, the the budget of the movie was six to twelve million dollars, and it made thirty three million. It didn't bomb. It made its movie money back. So when people were like, "Is there going to be a sequel?" You bet your ass there's going to be a sequel because they made three times their money back. Yeah, and that's 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 this key to success. Are they there. actually doing a sequel? Uh, well, the, there's the there's a there whole, was talk of it. There, yeah, and everybody kind of got on it like it bombed, and that's what the the rumor was was it bombed. I didn't but when you look that. at the hard numbers, and that's what Hollywood looks at. I'm going to give you the the key to the, the kingdom that uh, Kevin Smith said a long time ago. The reason why Kevin Smith has a job in Hollywood, the reason why he is so successful in Hollywood, is they know that they can hand him a budget of five million and that he will return them thirty to thirty-five million. The time that he that he was like the only time that you are going to fail is when you make a big budget movie and it doesn't make it back, and then you will no longer have a career. Yeah. As long as you make lower budget movies, the people will consistently buy at a higher rate. If you make the movie for five million and it makes thirty million, people thought Tusk was a failure. I. I enjoyed Tusk, but oh, people I thought Tusk, Tusk was a joke. Tusk, Tusk in the theaters only made $15 million. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, he only spent $2 million to make it. Yep. So, therefore, 
do the math. He made money hand over fist for that for the company Tusk that put it out. carried him through what he's his current. Oh success, yeah, and here's yeah. the thing: it and, and the fans and everybody caught it on DVD later on, and it's become that cult classic. Cult. Just like oh, just great. like most of Kevin Smith stuff. But if you think about his theater run, he makes movie. The most expensive movie he ever made was Jay and Silent Bob for twenty yep. uh, Strike Back for twenty million dollars, and thankfully that movie made forty million. Yeah. But outside of that, all of his movies were made for under ten million. We talked. Uh, Diesel made a lot too. Right? Yeah, Diesel's yeah. movie club uh, picked this week was clerks because he's yeah. thinking stuff that are connected to star wars and of course they have the death star conversation there in the movie yeah. so he picked clerks clerks was made for twenty seven thousand dollars and in the theater run which was very limited it made 3.2 million think about how iconic and how much money that movie's made on dvd and blu-ray since well that, but, yeah, that was the big one yeah i mean but indie movies yeah that, that was but oh. think about 3.2 million though on an indie film that he spent twenty seven thousand on it's it's an unheard of money so i i think that what horror directors need to do is not go down the road that we've seen some of the ones that have have failed like i.e black christmas black yeah. black christmas black christmas perfect example black christmas they spent what i think it was 15 to 20 million something like off the that. top of my head I, i'm not gonna look it up but 15 to 20 million i know it was a budget and back, they didn't did even it? make the budget back that's well, a that failure at like 18 million which shit when i played that that uh when i played the, the number one movie and it's at 50 million dollars for an invisible man and we played the you know uh you know it, it it's it's flawless, flawless victory yeah, yeah. like they they made money hand over fist back guess what's going to happen yeah. more movies are going to be made whether it's an, an invisible man sequel whether it's a dracula remake whether it's whatever they might not be tied in together but now there's there's an interest because you can make money off those movies for a short amount of money i'm telling people out there if you're a director follow those keys man do a good version keys. of creature of black lagoon too as well please shit i, I just want to also throw I'd love out to see that happen talking about a huge hit we were just talking about halloween 2018 made a shit ton of money in the box office that movie was made for less than 15 million dollars well yeah. the original one three hundred thousand yeah. dollars yeah. look at all the money that's made over the yeah. years so once again i think the sweet spot for horror is something under for a low budget for a regular horror movie is under 10 million for a big budget horror movie it might if, if you're a halloween or something like that you can probably creep into that 15 to 20 million zone you know, and be all right. Yeah. Other than that, I would say if there's you're anything no else under ten million, under no ten yeah. million dollars, and and guess what? If you only make twenty million dollars, you made double the money. Congratulations, right. you, you're a success. I know the Candyman's not very expensive either. Yeah. They said the Candyman is only coming in at under ten million as well. That movie's probably going to make easily 30 to 40 million opening week i mean yeah. even, let's go low let's say it, it underperforms even if it's 25 million they made 15 million more than the movie cost to make yeah, yeah i mean come on it's a no-brainer it's a success at that point and then week two comes out they make another 10 million now you're at 35 million and you've made you know it's it's math and that's how hollywood operates they don't care if you're they don't care if you made 100 million dollars on a movie that's not what gets you a sequel what gets you a sequel is if you made the movie for 5 million and you get it's 40 and you make yeah. 40 million that's eight times the amount if you make a movie for a million and you only make 120 million that means they only made 20 million dollars which movie did they make more on the one that they made right. for five million that and, they got a 40 million dollar return and, on. and one of the points i just want to make out real quickly before mm -hmm. we wrap this up this week um the invisible man they said you know it had the seven million dollar budget but with all the advertisement and whatnot that was involved they said it had to make around 30 million dollars to break even it made 50 million dollars in its opening week that's because they went that's heavy not even on including Sunday. I just want to point this out. That's because they only went they went heavy on the advertisements. They could have probably cut back that budget by ten million and still been all right. But once again, still. maybe but maybe that but here's the maybe thing. The maybe that advertisements pushed it over the limit. Maybe the reason we're talking fifty million instead of forty million is that extra bit in the, in right. the, in the advertisement. By the yeah. end of the same I had life. students talking about it on in class, they were like, Oh, Invisible Man, they were you yeah. know, so Buzz was strong. And by the end of this thing's lifespan, put, it's gonna end up making over hundred million dollars at the box office. Yeah. It's gonna be a massive but then you success. could overdo it like Charlie's Angels where it was shoved down your throats. Yo. <laughs> yeah, yo. Yeah. See, there's a difference. There's a sweet spot. There is uh, yeah. a point 
pointing to our wall of uh, our wall of posters in here because I got to hang the other ones back up because I just framed them by the way. Uh, the wall of posters you had Solo, which was a very good Star Wars movie for Star Wars fans. However, it made not that much money. Reason being, there was no advertisement yeah, behind there the was movie, nothing behind it, none. And on the other hand, you had Charlie's Angels, which was oversaturated, so you can fail either way. Yeah, you got to get that sweet spot in the middle, and maybe maybe that's where Invisible Man hit was that sweet spot. Maybe the extra, you know, maybe spending it was the TV advertisements for Invisible Man though, because. Uh, the Charlie's Angels movie, it was all over the internet. Like, I pulled up Facebook, bam, Charlie's Angels, blah, 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 blah. You know, I was right. like, ugh. Right on. Well, uh, great show. Great review, guys. I will definitely be seeing that this week sometime, and uh, maybe I'll throw a line on one of our social medias, but I gave it as a grade just so that way it gets out there. Unfortunately, I did have to miss it this week on uh, acts of God, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so once again, we always want to hear from you. What did you think of Invisible Man? What did you think about any of the stories we uh, talked about today? Uh, what do you think about, you know, do you, do you want to hear us talk about something in the future? You got a director you want us to check out, a movie you want us to check out, good or bad. We, The three of us in this room like to watch good movies, but we do have a guy that watches bad movies. You send him in. So uh, no matter what, we have somebody to, to fit your horror needs. That's the heavy hitter. Yeah, that is a heavy hitter. So send him in. You can do that easily. Facebook, HorrorZone607. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Horror zone 607 use the hashtag hz607 when talking about the show so we know you're involved also as ken m pointed out earlier you can go to 8122productions.com you know the website that mike c forgot we had and uh it's not what i was talking about and, and believe I mean, like it, a rotten tomatoes ready, type website. ready for this i think ready this, for this podcast thing might be a good idea ready ready for this there is a section where it's called hz607 articles if the professor wants to write any articles he can send them to me bam their articles are there there's mm-hmm. reviews in that section that but you I, meant like a, I meant like a rotten tomatoes type website well i the mean professor well, well, we could do that. We could do that on eight one two two productions dot com if he had that kind of time on his hands. Yeah, no, 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 but he's right a busy. Now, the professor. Right the professor is a busy man until at least the the the, the end of spring. Yeah, let's be honest. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, eight one two two productions.com. Keep your eyes out. There might be some more reviews up there soon. Uh, you can also check out the three fat nerds and the wrestling show up there, which Ken M hosts with me every each and every week. Also, you can stream and download shows from there. You can also find our shows by typing in Horror Zone six zero seven on any podcatcher in the world. We're talking Stitcher. We're talking uh, Google Apple. Play. Yeah, you can Apple Google. Pod. Oh, of course, the big Google one, Apple Pod. Uh, Apple Podcast. Yeah, you can Google the name. It's all there. We, we're there. We're out there. We're in the world. Keep your eyes posted because we got some big interviews coming up. We got the Mortal Kombat one coming up. We got Bobby Heckman coming on uh, eventually to talk about uh, some project he's working on that I can't talk about, and but don't he, forget, he told me about Don't it. forget, we're going to get Macaulay Culkin on this hopefully, show. Hopefully. Hopefully I can try to get Macaulay Culkin on the show. Of course, you can talk about events. We're going to be at BroomCon. Uh, we're, uh, BroomCon uh, is going to be at the SUNY Broom Ice Rink on May 2nd and 3rd. You can get tickets at BroomCon.com. Also, I know the ODPH will be giving away two free tickets, and we announced today on the Three Fat Nerds show, we're announcing this week, we'll be announcing the date officially because I had to work it out because there's some things going on in the magic world. Uh, for, at the store for uh, April, but we'll be announcing our second anniversary party. We will be giving away a set of tickets for BroomCon at that party. Wow. So there's a reason Ew. to show up. Plus, you get food and stuff and entertainment, and I got something up my sleeve. Ken knows about what's up on my sleeve, but yes, I got something I do. up my sleeve. Yes, I do. It's very well worth the time if you make it down here yes, for it. absolutely. And, and is it me naked? Well, if you want to be naked, you can streak. You're part That'll of be up your other sleeve. You're part of the 8122 Productions family. It's technically an 8122 Productions party because that's where it all started. So there you go. You can, if you want to, if you want to streak for that I event, want. go ahead. You were here last year. I'm sure you'll be here again this year. Maybe it'll be live cammed for patreon.com yeah. slash 8122 Productions <laughs> under the Love is Scary section. 
Yeah. There, there you go. And there's my, the there, there was my there was my last plug. I let Ken just do I'll it. I'll do the truffle shuffle. Yeah. And of course, Ken, new. real quick, where can people find you? All right. So you can find me and the rest of my panel on the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, better known as the ODPH Podcast. You can find us on any podcatcher that is out there. Just type in the hashtag ODPH or just go to OchoDuroParlayHour.com. It's our webpage. we got a lot of stuff going on that I slowly tease because we just cleared 200 followers on Facebook. So if you're one of those, great. If you're not, what are you waiting for? Jump on over. has all our social media links. You definitely want to be following following us on there because we are very very interactive and we got a lot of stuff planned for 2020 yeah and uh see see professor he also has a website and a podcast it, it might wow. take off we might be able to do this i think after I think all this is an idea after all i think we're on to something finally. <laughs> yeah. we're on to something finally. i hate everybody in this room <laughs> <laughs> well mike that is all we have so uh, take it home all right well you're all fired so uh, <laughs> it'll just be me in the studio next week but uh good luck with that because he doesn't edit or put it out yeah he's on the producer he's screwed so figure it out it'll all be facebook live folks yeah, it's gonna be we're gonna, we're gonna lose a little bit of our budget and, starting next week and, but. And, and i have the key to the studio yeah, and, I have the co- and I have the password of the pod street, I'm going to do it from my car. Man <laughs> on the street. Sorry, Mike C. <laughs> so, Professor, thanks for wasting all of our times this week. Oh, we hate anytime, you. anytime. So thanks for being here. Ken, thanks for dropping by. Yeah, thank you for uh, the informal invite that I just decided to come and crash the zone. Yeah, so just, you, you drifted on in like, like Elias. Yeah, I mean, I always hear you talking about you know Elias and Aaliyah and how they should be you know a faction on Ooh. WWE programming. So I just figured I'd just walk with Elias, and then I walked in. If you'd and, walked in doing one of the genie things. Well, I, I, I didn't want to crash the internet, so Mike. I just didn't want to do that. So. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for being here nonetheless. Yeah, Appreciate it. You. Everything you, you've ever done for us. Oh, thank you, Rich. Man. Thanks for also being here for all your hard work. Uh, you're also fired. Don't forget. So, uh, so yeah, this is this is it. This is the last show with everybody here. It's it's me from my car going forward. Production value is going to be a little bit down, but that's okay. That's okay. There's a lot of honking and swearing. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's, it's going to be me driving to work. Angry, God, so. angry rants and sure, yeah, yeah, a horror movie. Yeah, it's gonna, it is a horror movie. It'll just be horror movies and Brian Cashman talking. Pretty much. <laughs> but by myself. Yes. That's it. Talking to nobody. What do you think, guys? Well, <laughs> you know, we might be onto something. If, yeah. he, if he records on it, uh, like we get him to record on his phone, we could call it Hater Nation. I'll be like, yeah. and just on his way to work, he just rants I'll on be like whatever he's saying. Mad Dog on. Russo, just like, what are you doing? No, you'll just be, you'll have the phone no looking at yourself, and then you'll flip to the rearview mirror, so you can just act like you're talking <laughs> to somebody <laughs> back and forth. I'll be interviewing the person. It'll be like in my the live seat. audience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Interactive, folks. All right. Well, thank you, fans, for listening week in and week out. We're so glad that you guys do. Until next week, which we don't know exactly what the show is going to be like going forward, but tune in next week and you'll find out. Until then, this is Mike C. saying, see ya.